Hey guys, what's up? It's John and Ryan from No Holding Back Podcast, where we're going to talk about all the rumors of the past week, sporting events, and nonsense that's coming from all the reporters from everywhere in the media. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the NBA trade deadline, which ended at 3 p.m. Eastern time today. We are also going to be focused on what the grades of those trades are going to be. We are going to then transition right into some golf, which many of the users may not appreciate. But the way that Sergio acted over in Saudi Arabia was something special. So I know Ryan was bugging me all week to put this in this episode. So his wish is my, his wish is his command. So that's why it's going to be in there. And then we're going to be going into any other sporting events that roll us off the top. So, Ryan, first deal of the NBA was my Knicks. The unicorn shipping them off. Well, it's a good thing I'm drinking right now. That's a good thing, right? Because <laughs> we have so much face, right, in the Knicks, the organization who's done so well for so long. So we're, we're supposed to get these guys coming over, right? We're supposed to sign Kyrie, Durant. What, what, what's their plan? They're shipping off the best guy they've had after well, they didn't even take care of him the whole time? Uh, well, let's, 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 just, let's just be honest about everything that's going on with the Knicks, okay? They, let's just start from the beginning. They ended up bringing in Phil Jackson, who did nothing right. And I'm not even going to give him any credit in, you know, in finding Porzingis. Because we all know he didn't even show up to any of the combine workouts, okay? So, Porzingis comes in, seven foot three, unicorn as we were saying, right? And who was his mentor throughout the entire time that he was at? Hello. Okay? Who was <laughs> his mentor, okay? And who did he resemble when leaving the Knicks? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. That no, I, no, it's not a rhetorical question. I want you to answer my question. Who did he resemble? Lee I don't, think he, re I don't Lee. think he resembled anybody. I you mean, don't to, think, be, to be honest, you, he, he never felt at home. They never did anything for him. They never put anything around him. They wouldn't even listen to him. So this guy's doing going through all these regime changes. He's supposed to be the next franchise guy. And... They won't even include him on what's going on. He doesn't know what's happening. They're making all these kind of transactions, never putting a team together, stockpiling Joakim Noah to these monster contracts, Tim Hardaway that they got to pay to get rid of. But that's not – that's – I agree that those contracts were bad, but just let's go back. He, he's doing exactly what Carmelo Anthony did when he was trying to leave Denver. Right, but like, he, he, ne he never had the environment, right? Like, th this guy it, came in, and he, he's expecting to be the next guy, and they never did anything to warrant his respect. But it's not like he was giving the organ – like, granted, the organi organization and the or and organizational structure is in shambles um, from the previous regime. I mean, I think this regime has everything taken care of. I think they're doing the right thing, but at the same time, like you weren't rehabbing in the in the in the on, in the Knicks facilities, you weren't consulting team doctors. You were flying to to Spain. I, I feel like that's pr out. pretty prevalent though these days. A lot of those guys go to their own doctors, do their own rehab where they're comfortable, doing their own thing. So that, that's not an uncommon thing. 
but at least you're checking in with your team. Like you're unless you're Kawhi Leonard. Well, <laughs> at least at least the at least the Spurs knew that there was something going on with Kawhi. Like there was some sort of mystery or reason why he wasn't playing. Like you had David Fisdale going and talking to the New York media that that he that he hasn't seen Porzingis or he hasn't gotten an update on Porzingis because Porzingis wasn't telling the team anything. Right? So Yeah, that's kind of chicken or the egg thing, right? The, the damage was already done, so I get it. It it just seems this move was rash the way they painted it. Well, I mean, look at the timeline of the events, right? For weeks, they were there was animosity between the player and and, and the organization. That that started by the exit interview that was missed after the Knicks fired Phil Jackson, right? Do you and call then, that an organization? What? Do you call that an organization? Well, let's let's come on. Uh, just give, <laughs> you can do that with my my Jets. Just please don't do it with the Knicks, okay? Because at least the Knicks have some hope right now, and we're and we're in the moment. The Super Bowl just ended, and I had to watch Tom Brady walk away with a sixth ring. So hey, all I want for your Knicks is to get that lottery ball, and Zion will. Bring down the house. That's the only person you need on the floor. That that'll take care of everything. Then uh, nobody's gonna remember the zinger. It, nobody's gonna remember you guys not signing Durant, not signing. All right, stop, stop, Kyrie. Stop, 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 stop. It's it's now, all gonna be good. No, just relax. Okay, let's take a step back. All right, before you start, before you start throwing shit on my parade. Can, can we talk about that real quick? Kevin what, Durant. Well, let's. Right? So, uh, really so my to, theory is he, he would never survive in the New York market. Why do you say that? Look this at guy, this guy when he was in OKC. He had the alpha dog Russell Westbrook sticking up for him, always talking to media with what two reporters in the room, and he still got frazzled. So he goes, he joins a team that he can't beat because he's too much of a coward. So he joins all these all stars out in Golden State. He's over there. People are making fun of him being a coward. So this guy goes and gets a burner account to get revenge on all these people on Twitter, some new names, because he can't handle people chipping at him, chipping at him. Now he's over in Golden State when he's on an all-star team, barely has to speak to the media, and the media is not even that big over there, and he's still freaking out. So you're telling me if he's the man when he's in New York City and he's going to be able to handle that press? Get out of here. The guy will have a mental breakdown. Why don't you, why don't you tell me how you really feel about <laughs> Like, are you, are you about to go on a soliloquy right now about how you don't like Kevin Durant? Because that's what it sounds like. Hey, I'm, I'm keeping it real, all right? We're being honest here. We're not right. holding back. All right, so let's let, let, me, motto. Let, let me take let me take your soliloquy apart piece by piece, okay? Go for it. First off, Russell Westbrook is a clown. Okay, he is a clown. He walks in every game looking like one. All right, and granted, Russell Westbrook and perfect example, right? Who does Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson, huh, Russell Westbrook play more like in the NBA? His pro- his he's his equivalent is James Harden, right? The one reason why Oklahoma City didn't want to pay James Harden is because they thought that they already had a version of James Harden on the team already. And, <laughs> and Kobe Bryant just recently sat down for an interview and said that that ISO ball that both Westbrook and Harden play 
will never win a championship. Oh, Kobe's talking about ISO ball. But Kobe ended up realizing that ISO ball wasn't going to work when he was trying to score. And then what did the Lakers do? They brought in the talent that the Lakers are now trying to do for LeBron, which they won't be able to do, for Kobe to use his skills to win championships. The big unit. So, so like, yeah, Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City. That's all fine and well. But the reason why he left Oklahoma City was because he was living in the shadow of LeBron. They, they took Golden State. To game seven. They were right there, and they choked, and they lost it. Who choked? That they couldn't win. Who choked, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. No, choked. no, no, but specifically, who threw the game away? How many shots did Russell Westbrook put up that he thought that he was going to make? That guy takes so many fire check shots without him hitting two or three shots in a row. It's ridiculous. And you know what we call that? Kobe. <laughs> no, Kobe. Kobe was put. Kobe. First of all, Kobe had 81 points. Okay, Kobe. Kobe was efficient from the field. Yes, he put up a lot of shots, but more. No, look. More look shots I'm, I'm, I'm not comparing Westbrook. West, Westbrook to Kobe. Kobe's much better player, hands down. I'm, I'm not even going close to that. Right. So I think I think the first thing that we I think the first thing that we need to touch on is why KD ended up leaving it, and I don't think it had anything to do with Westbrook. I don't think it had anything to do with Oklahoma City itself. I think. And, and people that are close to him said to him, like, listen, like, you are playing in an era that's, that's being dominated by LeBron James. LeBron James is th- the best thing since Michael Jordan, okay? So if he's going to play in this era and he's going to be compared a- as every sports pundit likes to compare errors, if you're trying to compare within errors, you- they both play the same position. Idea, like, you know, if you were going one through five, if you were to start them, they both play the three. So what did yeah, he but, do? But you're never going to be able to compare them, right? One guy has an all-star team. One guy has a bunch of scrubs that he so dragged what, what to the finals. Call, what did you call LeBron's two championships in Miami? Uh, I, well, when he won it. But he still the guy still made all these finals with nobody on his team. And nobody in the East. Ah, there were some good teams. Who? Who? The, the Raptors at the time? Who ended Raptors up? Raptors were tough. Second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Didn't they beat Miami back in the day when Dwight was a thing? Who? Howard? Yeah. He was in Orlando. Right in the East. Yeah, but like the the reason why he's leaving, the reason why he left was because he needed to. Yes, and he's openly admitted that he went to go chase rings. And, it, and, the, and Jerry West and Golden State were a much forward-thinking team, and they decided to add an MVP. Yes, it looks soft that he ended up going to the team. that Right, but he, but he was honest about it, and Durant came out and said he doesn't care about his legacy. He, do, he just cares about playing basketball. He doesn't care. He likes to win, but he doesn't care about all the accolades, the, the championships. Well, something's telling me – it's different if you went and joined this fucking all-star team. He definitely, he definitely, see, like, even though him and LeBron are friends, and that's probably one of the biggest problems in the NBA, that everybody's each other's friend. But at the same time, like, if, if, it's, if it's me and I'm chasing, you know, LeBron James, all, all Kevin Durant really has to do, if he wins this championship, right, and he wins 
a MVP again. So it's a three-peat, which is something LeBron and Miami couldn't do because they were cocky assholes and thought that they were going to fucking run through the NBA. And Dirk Nowitzki decided to just punch him in the fucking mouth. So, and he's forever a hero in Dallas. And now Porzingis is going to try to live in that shadow. So good luck with that, unicorn. And so what, what, does, what does Durant have to, what does Durant have to gain by staying in Golden State? He's going to win a third title. He's going to win a third MVP. And what is the one franchise that needs a championship that is the, the, that the, the, the front of the jersey weighs heaviest in all of the NBA? The Lakers? No. <laughs> shit about the Lakers. There's no Lakes in L.A. There's no Lakes in L.A. And the Knicks, at least the Knicks have been in New York forever. I'm, I'm messing with you, John. I'm messing with you. I, yeah. Fired up. No, but seriously, like, I'm, like, just think about it, okay? Look, yeah. all, all I'm saying is that he can't do it. You're talking about a guy who's going to be in his rocking chair and gown going crazy instead of being in the finals when you need him. You, you just hope for Zion to bring down the house. That's your best bet. Leave it okay. at that. So what, so what if the Knicks land the number one overall pick? By the way, the fix is definitely in. Adam Silver has talked about it already. All the guys up in the NBA have talked about it already. There's going to be more ping pong balls in there for the Knicks than every other team. That's, I, that's definite. I think your dream scenario is pairing Zion up with Kyrie. And KD. Uh, they have two max slots. That's why the, that's why the KP trade I, is so great. I just I I'm continuing on this path. I, I don't think KD survives in that New York market. Why? Because he's a douchebag and doesn't really want to answer me. Look at his blowout today. Look at his blowout Look, or last that, night. Excuse that's me. what like, that's what I that's what that's I mentioned. Awesome. Like, first of all, if he's winning and he's performing. No, no reporter is going to really ask him about his free agency woes or what he's doing this way. He's just gonna be playing ball because when um, he was there, no, no New York, no New York, York reporters are gonna ask the wrong questions. You can well, ask the wrong questions, but it won't be about stuff that pisses him off, like free agency, which is the only thing that apparently sets Kevin Durant off. And it's not like he's gonna sign a one-year deal. All right, we'll, we'll see. Let, let's let's move on. Let's move on. We're, we're harping on this for too long. Well, I don't so, think I'm just saying, like, even like, look at your Sixers, right? Like, you have been talking about this whole. I'm not even going to say the man's name because I know it's going to make you upset. But we've been talking there. about a certain. We've been talking about a certain person's plan for a very long time that now seems to be crumbling, right? So yeah, I mean, the, the way you crumble it is. Adam Silver sends in his goons and tears it all down. Look, look at what Colangelo did. From the 2017 draft, they had the number three pick. They had their own second rounder, and they were able to trade away two additional first rounders, and all they have to show for it is Jonah Bolden, a 2019 second, and two Euros who are all fucking drinking in what God knows world country out there. Oh, You're never going to see it. What's wrong with drinking as I pour my third glass? They're supposed to be professional athletes. Yeah, I thought I was going to be a professional athlete at one point, though. Yeah, now you're just drinking your hopes and dreams away. Yeah, that, well, like the Knicks. No. Well, <laughs> you know what? Your hopes and dreams were actually... Imagine uh, if your plan... 
Imagine if the Sixers' plan worked to have came to fruition. Like how you left Tanky in. Oh man, it it would be glorious. Except but, for the fact, except for the fact, and l- let me remind you, you were the one who wanted to draft Fultz. You were, you know, blowing at, 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 while at he was three, in college. At, I was telling at number three, right? Let's let's not get that twisted. I did not want to trade up for him. But you didn't that, want to draft Jason Tatum like I told you to draft him. Well, I was far, the rumor was out there. It was, it was a known thing that Tatum was being drafted by the Celtics, and yet that bozo went ahead and traded another pick to move up to number one when the Celtics weren't going to pick him anyway. I would be fine if he flamed out at three. Look, you didn't give anything up. You took him. Everybody thought he was going to be good. It, it's no lose. But when when you trade an additional pretty solid pick, let's, let's say the Kings, they're middling, right? Eighth, 15 to 20. That's not a bad first round pick that's going to convey this year. Yeah, now but you have another. Now you have another asset that you can wheel and deal instead of basically pillaging everything now. I mean, well, let's let me take a step back, and I want to just make go one for it about one comment about NBA draft picks. What? What what's this whole top five protected lottery protected? If it doesn't, if it lands in the lottery, it goes to the next year. If it doesn't land in the lottery, it's a, what what the fuck are they doing? What, uh, what, just, it's just, absurd. I don't get it. Why is it so complex? Yeah, we we gotta they gotta figure out a way to get rid of that. It, it's it's too hard to follow these transactions. Like the the like, only it, reason why I know about protections is because for the last couple of years, all you've been talking about is how the Sixers have this pick if they don't get this pick, and if this team doesn't get this amount of wins. I'm like, what the fuck is this kid talking about? <laughs> well, now you're in my world. Well, I'm not in your world. I only have this year to really worry about. Like, I don't really care about the Dallas picks that came back unless, you know, LeBron, little Bronny Jr., or whoever his name is, decides to come out early and then we have the extra pick. But, like, why is it so complex? It's a good question. It's a good question. I, like, I think like we'll that. have to call up our boy. Well, well, maybe we could call up Brian Colangelo. Maybe he can explain it to us because well, he, he knew how well it was working. No, you, if you, you and I both know if we were to get Colangelo on the phone, you'd be set off real quick. Like yeah, I, that, that wouldn't go too well. Get, I would rather try and get Hinky on the phone, and then you could you know, blow Hinky about how you read his <laughs> manifesto like five times over, and you start quoting me his manifesto when we're, when we're pounding back Scott at the bar. I'm like... What are you? What are you trying to serenade me to Hanky's manifesto? Like, what the fuck are you doing? First ever blowjob via Skype. Oh my god! Like, like I understand the thought process. Like, they hit on Embiid, even though that they're still really worried about like his health injury, his health concerns. You know, yeah, obviously- but you you got to understand where they were. They were saddled down with all this debt for dead players. They had Andrew Bynum, who was supposed to be their star. All these picks gone. He cleaned up a whole mess. And then once he got his house in order, they shipped him off. So why are you criticizing my Knicks? Just because they traded away a player who hasn't played all year, which historically a seven-foot-three player, skilled player, 
who had a knee injury, never really works out. There's only one player in the history that's been able to overcome that. They're shipping out all the garbage. I I think he's going to be the next Dirk, man. That they got those two euros now under Dirk's tutelage. They're going to bring him in the front office. He'll he'll be in shape. But Porzingis has his brother who apparently is fucking everything up. Remember, Porzingis's agent was was stripped of his license because of the whole NCAA scandal. So his brother's acting as his agent and his confidant, and obviously fucking shit up for himself, not for the Knicks. The Knicks were able to trade him and, and get all that load back. But I, I guess we'll see. I, I think that what Dallas is doing is pretty competent these days. They've been able to bring in Vulgaris, uh, famous gambler. He's taken over their research and quant department. I, I feel like they're in a good position. And obviously we know Todd Nelson. He's, he's had a solid reputation. Right. Cuban has never been afraid to spend. They made a few other good transactions today, getting rid of Barnes. So... Mid-game. And 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 well, Justin Jackson's a nice. He's comparable to Barnes, and he's on his rookie deal. So now they're cutting down. They have almost a max slot in there, so right. they might be able to bring somebody else in. So I, I I like what they're doing over in Dallas. So I, yeah, I think there's just a huge. I think it's, there's just a huge question mark of whether Porzingis will be able to stay healthy, and I think that is. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll see. It, it depends how they use them too, right? Because in New York, he was the first option. He's not going to be the first option in Dallas. No, because they have Doncic. But the pick yeah. and roll with the pick and roll with Doncic and, and Porzingis does seem very. It, it's very enticing, like especially with the perimeter game that he has. But at at the same time, you know, the the, the Knicks obviously had injury concerns with. We're, we're not we're not dealing with the '80s NBA, John. We're we're dealing with. Harden's fouls if you sneeze on him, NBA. Uh, but that's, you know, how many how many times is Porzingis really going to be able to get to the rack and take five steps like Harden does to get to the rim? I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I just don't. I, I he only just, needs two steps. <laughs> I just don't see him getting. I, I just don't see him getting the same calls as that the superstars do. But I mean, you know, we'll see. It, it's 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 going to be a very. I mean. The offseason hasn't even come yet, okay? And the, the trade deadline just passed, and, and the buzz around Anthony Davis now, since he wasn't traded, was is now going to continue, which I, I, I think is great. And, you know... Oh, I, I love the trolling on the Lakers. Did you, did you read that report? That That's what they were really doing, was just messing with the Lakers, causing turmoil in their locker room, which well, we've as, seen. Well, since they lost by 42 points like a couple nights ago. I mean, obviously it was very evident that it was getting to them. And now, and now LeVar Ball is coming out of his cave in Chino Hills talking shit about Alonzo is better than LeBron. He doesn't want to go to New Orleans and all this bullshit. Like that's not like I, LeBron James would have not gone to the Lakers unless it was because of his family, like his kids growing up. I mean, he, he's done what he's had to do. Well, look what he's, did you see what he said? Do you see what he said pregame today before the Boston game? What did he say? So he was he uh, reporter was asked, you know, are you controlling like trades? Like, is it like a win now mode for you since you're here and, and your contract? And he's like, you know, I've accomplished everything that I wanted to accomplish in my NBA career. Um, you know, everything else from here on out is icing on the cake, and I'm not chasing anything. I'm like. First of all, 
fuck you, you're not chasing anything. We all know who you're chasing. Like, you wear the guy's number on your back. Don't fucking tell me that you're not chasing anybody. You are three and eight. Three, three and eight? Three and six. He's no, nine. he's been eight. Eight, three. eight finals. Three and eight in the NBA finals. Okay? And I know we say, oh, it's very impressive to get to the finals, and they start comparing, you know, Tom Brady's been to nine Super Bowls. He's won six. I'm like, well, he's still won six. He's six and three in the Super Bowls. LeBron James is three and eight in the NBA finals. Okay? Michael Jordan, six finals, six MVPs, never went to a game seven. So you're trying to tell me, in Boston no less, that you're not chasing anything? Seriously? Come on. Hey, I'm with you. He, he's a different player, though. He's not the, the killer that like, MJ was. So, but what it is. That, but that, there's no reason for you to say you're not chasing anything. So, so you're saying that you don't care about winning a championship in L.A.? Ah, him, Same to me. Did you, did you see after today, him and um, his people and MJ's people were getting in a beef so this should be fun. Ooh, about what? Um, I think the legacy thing. But we'll, we'll have to get more details. Let's find out more about that. But or is it because he's trying to remake Space Jam? I think that's... <laughs> well, because we all know who was in Space Jam first. Yeah, and we all know who doesn't deserve to be in Space Jam. Like, <laughs> I won't watch it. I will not watch it. God, no. What was that, Pixar? Was Space Jam Pixar or Disney? Ah, it's too, lo- too long ago. Too many of these drinks ago. Uh, I don't know. All I, all I know is How to, Dra- How to Train Your Dragon 2 is coming out on February 22nd, and I know I'm seeing that shit right when right. it comes out. So, so what I don't did... discount How to Train... Have you seen How to Train Your Dragon? No. So, all right, so don't knock it until you see it, okay? It's like the next... It's like... It's... It's not Toy Story, but it's on par with Toy Story. I think it's a great time. Shout out to anybody that's going to see it February 22nd. Because All right. You, you and Puff the Magic Dragon go have fun. We, we have sports to talk about. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, maybe I'll do that after this. <laughs> so what, what I did like today, though, was the cleanup trades that the, the Sixers made. Let's talk about that a little bit. So basically they got James Ennis for nothing. It was just cash considerations, and they got a second, and they got Ennis, which is awesome. And then they got rid of that blemish that they call Fultz. Look, I I think the kid could be good. He just needs a different environment. Get him out of here. Let him him restart in Magic because they've done so well with draft picks and nurturing them. He's going to need some Magic to fix that jump shot. (laughs) Um, but then they got back Jonathan Simmons, who I like, and they got back the pick that Colangelo got for Jeremy Grant, who's a nice player on OKC, terrible. And, you know, at least it's a little bit of makeup. So, well, you're talking about these little deals and the cleanup deals at the sixth name, but what about the big deal? Well, we talked uh, Tobias Harris. Gosh, it's, it's a lot to give up for... A person that you don't know if he's going to resign. The, the only thing I liked was him on his post with the um, Will Smith 
and the fresh prints. That so that good. that that was nice. Yeah. So that's a nice little touch. And yeah. of course, him and Boban are together, which is cute for the little dance videos. But wait a minute, wait a minute. So does that mean like it was he was, you know, on the court? What's what's the what's the line at that, that scene? school and on shooting some b-ball outside of school yeah that one so when he's doing that then he gets beat up and then he goes to la so you trying <laughs> to tell me that now tobias harris is gonna get no but, but, but and then go no, to but you know what scares me you know who the prince is <laughs> my boy ben simmons that's what scares me about going to la him and his model girlfriend kendall Fuck her. Fuck that whole family. Yeah. Well, good for them. They're rich as shit now. But that that's the one that scares me. So no, I, I mean, I think I think the thing that concerns me about the construction of that roster is that they can't play a high tempo offense because they they have a natural, you know, pure touch center, right? And for them to get the shots up that, need, that, that, they, that they need to get up, I mean, you know, Tobias Harris is a 46% shooter from three. I mean, he's taking at least 17, 18 shots a game. So that's 18 shots for him. How many, like, let's say 15 shots from Simmons and then another probably 20 shots from Butler. And then you probably got another 16, 17 for Embiid. And then you have J.J. Redick running around like he's Ray Allen in the, in the Boston 08 days. I mean, how many? There's not a lot of shots to go around to play that slow. So what are uh, they supposed to do? A lot of mouths to feed. I, I, I don't know. It's it's a lot of talent, and they have some depth. Look, I, I'm I'm torn on it. Right? They, right. what what my thought is, and they probably have better knowledge than I do, is that they're probably scared about Embiid, man. Like this guy's had major injury concerns throughout his career, they think, they must think that the time strikes now why he's healthy. Because if not, this opportunity might not be there next year, right? Indeed gets hurt. It's a whole different story. So that, that would be the only logical sense that would make, that would be the only thing that would make sense to me really around the whole scheme of things. If you're right. worried about Embiid, why you would put this kind of team together right now. But they also, didn't they also get back, uh, what's his name? The big doof who's on the Spurs with the big hands. And Boban, the big man. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that Sasquatch. So what he'll be able to do is he'll be able to take minutes away from Embiid. And he's a very competent backup center. Right, you you have him, but you're not going to play. And then they have uh, Jonah Bolden for the small ball, so he'll be able to play that, the one right. pick that Clancho still has on the fucking team. So so, um, as, so after the trade, right, now now the Sixers are, are what? What's, what's, what? What are they favored to win, to win the finals now? What did they move to? They're down to 10 to 1. Okay. You, you want to know the funny stat? Oh, this should be good. So the, the good one that we have, right, in our AD trade, Lakers were at 16 to 1. Now those fuckers are at 40 to 1. Get out of here, really? Because that trade didn't go through? Oh, oh, oh but but they did get Mike Muscala today. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> who, 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 went, who went to from the Sixers to another as team? My, as my over the Lakers. McGregor once said, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, like <laughs> Yeah, but you you want to talk about a great dad combination? Because Mascala's dad was the one who came out racist on Twitter before, so I hope he gets courtside seats next to LeVar. So we'll have a WrestleMania in addition to the NBA game going on. I really hope LeVar just crawled back in the hole and whence he came. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. So wait, that, that, that's perfect, right? That's a perfect transition to talk about, like, the, 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 the elephant in the room, right? Like, what's going to happen with AD now? That's so, a good question. I, I mean, I think they're waiting on the Celtics offer. You have to imagine that the Celtics promised Tatum. But I don't know that's going to be there, right? Because that, that's all reliant upon Kyrie staying in Boston. If Kyrie doesn't stay in Boston, do you trade for AD? Do you give up Tatum? Well, no, because he's came out and said that he doesn't want to play in Boston. And he's came out and his father came out and said the real reason why he wants to why he doesn't want to play in Boston. And we won't get into that on this podcast because, I mean, that's just a whole – we can – I mean, I know I fucking hate Boston. Sure, but sure, sure and sweet, they screwed over IT. No, that's not even it. It's, it's, it's worse than that. It's much uh, worse the, than the, that. The racist town? Yeah, yeah. Back to Adam Jones and the banana throwing and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I mean I – I, I guess it's a combination of things. Yeah, but I think, I think the one thing that – Having serial killers as tight ends, you know, the normal things. Hey, listen, let's not talk about Aaron Hernandez, right? Technically, <laughs> in, in the state of Massachusetts, since he died before he fulfilled his sentence, not, he never guilty. the law, he's innocent. And, and the funny thing about that is, is that since he was innocent, he counts against the New England Patriots cap. Wow, look at that. It doesn't really love stop that, don't you? Super Bowls, apparently, but, you know, whatever. You, you Jets fans get some All right, consolation. So, so, <laughs> fuck, I hate Boston. <laughs> anyway. So, but, so uh, are, like, are there any other trades? So, so the, no, speaking, but, of, speaking but, of the Harris trade, right, the one trade I did like was the Bucks trade, right? They went out and yeah, got Miritich for four seconds, right? You're telling me this, who's a comparable player to Harris. He's not as good, but one year older, his numbers are around the same, and right. the price tag wasn't even nearly close. No, but so, he's a much better shooter. It's not far off. Right now, Harris is having career highs. I mean, he's career shooter round. 41% from three, 42. Yep. And you're talking about Meritage, who's around 38% career for three. So it, it's not too far off. The guys are pretty similar. I mean, well, where did not, where, what's his, uh, where did he come from? He was with the Bulls and then was in New Orleans. He was one of the big reasons that they made the push last year in the Western Conference playoffs. Right, right. right. So the one thing that... The one thing that we do need to consider is, like, when you're on a bad team, your stats are inflated a little bit. Well, that's like, what concerns both. me about Tobias Harris. What good teams he ever played for? 
That, that exactly my point, right? Okay. So like, but uh, he he is the fourth option now. So, but it, is he gonna? It, it's give or take. Is he gonna think he's the fourth option? Yeah, he he doesn't seem like one of those dominant guys. He's not like he, his his personality is pretty. Um, he he seems like he can gel with the rest of the guys. I mean, he he's not the elephant in the room, aka Jimmy Butler. Well, you know, well nobody really knows what Jimmy Butler is going to do because, oh no, my ice melted. That's not good. <laughs> anyway, but nobody nobody really cares what um, cares about like the personalities on the team until it really affects the chemistry. I mean, it's going to take. Ooh, nice cork. It's going to really take a long time for them to kind of gel, and hopefully they end up gelling by the time they get to, like, like the Eastern Conference, but where they're sitting, they're, they'll probably get out of the first round pretty easily. The second round is going to be a little bit of an issue for them. Um, because Man, the, the, the final four of the Eastern Conference, like, the Eastern Conference has been the joke. Now the final four is exciting i don't care about the western conference right well nobody cares about the western conference because you know what the outcome is going to be um i think yeah but everybody talks about all these best teams in the western conference who Uh, all all the pundits what do they know they're paid to talk about the specific teams how many times do i hear chris bassard on fox sports talk about lebron lebron and that stupid accent that he has lebron like Seriously, like all you talk about is LeBron James, and all you care about is LeBron James. You I mean, spe- on your Twitter spe- pro- profile is LeBron James. Speaking about Toronto, how do you feel about the Gasol trade now, too? I like that trade, though. No. I know that, that that's what I'm saying. Like all these Eastern Conference teams just got that much better, right? Because all first of all, they're all going back east. Okay. Oh, I mean, you know, you know what you will like. Since you love these side Boston skews of yours, is that with the Sixers trade that the Clippers are most likely in the lottery now, so their pick will not convey to Boston. I really, you know what? This is what's going to happen with Boston. Kyrie's going <laughs> to go tell them to go fuck themselves. He's going to come back home. Okay. He's going to come back home, and then all that whole entire trade that Danny Yange pulled up, not even a trade, it was a heist, stole from, Pro, I don't even want to call it the Nets, because basically Prokhorov pulled a Dolan and fucked the organization for five years. And all, all those, that whole thing is predicated on them keeping Kyrie and getting AD, right? Yeah. And then we all know where Kyrie's going to sign next year. He's going to sign right with the Nets, a real organization in New York. And then... Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> What did I tell you? What did I tell you? See, because, because of all the shit talking you were doing about the Knicks and the Porzingis trade, your Sixers ended up doing this nonsense. So, look, look it, can't, it, can't, it can't get any worse for me. You know, I mean, yes, it can. Yes, it can. Because you want to know. You want to know what else happened today. Do you want to know what else happened today? Go the for it. The Phillies decided to trade the best pitching prospect in baseball to Derek Jeter and the Mar- the Marlins for some catcher nobody gives a shit about, and traded yeah. the third best catching prospect in baseball along with him. 
So better hope to God you get either Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, and then in 2020 you get Mike Trout, or you, as a Philly fan, especially since apparently Carson Wentz can't stay healthy, are royally fucked. Yeah, how about Carter Hart these days? He's pretty good. (laughs) Flyers making a charge back from last place with their 20-year-old goalie. It's the only hoop I got left. But anyway, anyway, so 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 what 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 do we think the finals is going to be in the NBA this year? Like who who are you feeling is going to play against that Titan Golden State team? Okay, so I think it's going to be all about matchups. So, um, so so, so, one- so let, let let's say it is how it is right now, right? We we have the Bucks first. Toronto second, um, third. I think are the Pacers actually. No, but they lost Illadupo, so that's going to change. Yeah, that they're going to shrink. So, so if we if we just so Bo- uh, sorry, Boston's third, and then the Sixers are fifth with right. the Pacers fourth. Um, so let's say that the the Sixers are fourth, right? So Boston would have home court over the Sixers, right? We're, we're, this is just hypothetical. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, they would play no, right? Three. It really all depends on the matchups between the Bucks and Toronto. Yeah, I mean. Ideally, the Sixers would want to stay at the fifth seed so they could play Milwaukee. Right, because I think I think in a seven game series, I think the Sixers can beat Milwaukee. Um, you, you don't you don't want to have to go through Boston, then Toronto, then the Bucks. You you either want that. I mean, Bucks are going to be hard to catch. So so. Um, so I don't think I don't think Boston gets out of the East. I don't think I think the reason why I'm skeptical skeptical about the the Raptors is because they've laid an egg um, in in many series. But yeah, I, but the the only reason they've laid an egg is because of your boy LeBron. That's true. So I think I think I will favor the. Um, the Raptors, especially after the Gasol trade, because now they have a stretch big who can play D, rebound, and also um, shoot it from 15 feet maybe, and, and even further. Um, I also think Kawhi Leonard is a top five player in the NBA, and I think that um, this trade probably um, kind of is the organization saying like, Hey, like we're willing to do everything we can to make sure that this team is good for you to stay. So I think the Raptors get out to play golden state, I, I, I play golden state dominated by golden state. I don't think any team that's coming out in the East, especially with DeMarcus cousins being healthy. I do not see anybody coming close to beating them. I don't, they just beat the Spurs by 32 points last night. Hey. 32. I, I, I agree with you. It, I, I think Toronto is the favorite of the East right now. But you know what I do look forward to is that Philly-Boston matchup with Jimmy Butler, Embiid, all these shit talkers in Boston. That's going to be a fun matchup. Oh, well, the, envi- the environment is going to be fantastic. 
I mean, there's that. That's going to be a series. Um, but you, I think you're right overall. I think Toronto is probably best suited to win this year, just given everything. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you can't count the Sixers out. You can't count any of those teams out. They're all right there. Do, but do we? Do, oh, we're pretty confident that Golden State's going to come out, right? We don't think that um, they're going to lay an egg anywhere. Who's going to touch them? Is Iso Ball Houston going to touch them? I, I don't see that. Unless you get CP three, just that won't happen. But let them let them rest to the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, or 10, ga- 10 games out, let him get off some rust. He's and then you're not worried about the Amy? No, he's so, in like, I don't know. No, I don't think Houston. Who's second in the East? Uh, who's second in the West right now? That's- so if, if we're looking at the Western, you have Denver, then you have OKC. This is all after going to say. So you have Denver 2, OKC 3, Portland 4, Houston 5, San Antonio, Utah, and then the Clippers. Clippers are going to fall out. Kings, Lakers are right there. I, you know what? If any team is going to make a run in the playoff, obviously without, you know, we're discounting the Warriors because we know where they're going to be. But I think the Jazz are going to make a big, big run. Jazz have a nice team. They, they really do. Um, Denver, I like Denver's team. I, they don't have the star power, though. I, I don't feel that they can win. Well, OKC, OKC has nice defense. They could cause some trouble. I wouldn't want to play that D. Yeah, but no but, you're, but you're, you're right. Your, your boy will shoot up some shots. But you know what? There's not a motherfucker who tries harder in the NBA than Westbrook. Yeah, he, he's a tryhard. Yeah. Well, and PG3 is playing maybe his best ball of his career right now. Yes. Yes, I, I'm still very shocked that he resigned with them. I didn't really understand that whole move. You know what? He's not a coward. It doesn't make him not an idiot. <laughs> that's like that's like that's like a guy. Running. Oh man, I would I would I would love that upset if they beat Golden State. Man, the cupcake shirts would be in full force. You know it's not going to happen. Yeah, we'll see. And that's a pipe dream. Anyway, so I, I think we kind of know how that's going to pan out. So, so, so let's, let's speaking about craziness, right? Let's talk about a guy who we're surprised who even has his own two hands now. Oh, yes. I'm very excited that you decided to, to incorporate this in the show when we were meeting before. I loved it. I, I saw it. I was astonished. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. You, you know, you know. I love when we start talking. When we start talking golf on this show. Well, I mean, mainly it's about one person that we get excited about, but the big cat, of course. But but we're not even talking about him. It's it's actually his rival that we're that we're talking. Is, about. is he really a rival? <sighs> you know. I, I would say, like, well, adversary, opponent. I, I wouldn't even call him a rival. He, he can't even stack up. What do you, what do you call somebody? It's not like he just looking. won his first major. His only major. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, first. His, first, his first, his first seems like he's got many more to win. I don't think he's got many more to win. Yeah, he's old now. Um, yeah, but that's what it is. All right. Yeah. Well, first off, let's let's just the first thing that needs to be addressed is the fact that the European tour is a little. Um, is is that even the European tour anymore? That's more of the Middle East tour. Well, that's true, but the it was a European tour event, and I think they're a little tone deaf, right? Like, and then and then the fact that like you had a big you had another like big time like PGA event, which is which happens to be like one of the one of the high profile events in, on tour, like sixteenth hole Scottsdale pool parties, you know. Like running, waking up early, you know, kind of, you know, doing a little bump to get your head right and then going to the golf course to make sure you're there on time for a little chugging. You, you know, it would have been great if they made all the caddies wear hijabs following them around. The full body suits with the veils. <laughs> I, I can't see your next shot. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. I understand why people went. It's been reported that, um, that I think they said that uh, out of the top five players or out of the top 20 players in the world, I think there were like five players that ended up going to the tournament. The majority of them ended up collecting huge appearance fees, huge appearance fees. And it's like, if you was, think was Sergio it, one of those? Sergio they, was one of them, yeah. Did they retract it? <laughs> They said we, we we need all this to repair our greens. Well, no. If, if you think about it, that's what makes it that would makes the story that more enticing, right? So his appearance fee is probably somewhere around, I want to say, a million, two million, just to appear. Okay, and, and like, then he acts like an ass clown, and, and then he asks like a fucktard on the course, like. Let, let's put it this way. We all have been on the golf course and we've all either been serious or thinking our games are serious and we're, and we're trying to score the right way. We're keeping a right handicap and whatnot. And then we got other bozos such as yourself, Ryan, who are bringing 30 packs, packing it in a cooler in the back. And beach of volleyballs, baby. Yeah. And, and you're like, yo, let me tee this ball off on the top of my Bud Light. Oh, you got that. But this guy, and he hits a shot in the bunker that, uh, that nine players out of ten would have been very, very happy with. Okay. But he decides that it's a good idea to start shoveling out the, the bunker like a Neanderthal, swinging his club like a jackass. But this isn't new for Sergio. Sergio does this shit all the time. And then after he does that, what does he do, Ryan? Starts tearing up the greens, baby. Like, like and you... Everybody's been, not just tearing up the greens. Like he's got a reputation. He spits in the cup. Like you know, he he's he's not hanging. Around, he's not really behind the tree when he's taking a piss during a match. Like it it it, it really it, it's really really fucked up because the players that are behind him have to suffer, right? Because you you those guys are hitting shots in specific parts to make approaches to the green. 
Okay, and Sergio's doing the same thing. So if he's coming out and he's scuffing up the green and scuffing scuffing up the putting surfaces, where the majority of the players are hitting into the same spot he did, like you can't putt like that. Absolutely, but I mean, is, is this really a real tournament if we're talking about players taking appearance fees? It, it makes the game look bad in a whole. I, I would be very upset if I was the PGA or well, the they Euro all, League. They right? all do that. Like Tiger used to take crazy appearance fees just to show up to tournaments. Yeah, but that's Tiger. I mean, this man drives golf. So you're talking about a guy who that's true. That's a literally good determines rating. So, so that that's a bit of a different story. But I mean, but let's just talk about the tone deafness of them even continuing the tournament there. Like you said, when we open this up, we're surprised Sergio still has his hands. Like, right? It, it wasn't that long ago that Saudi Arabia would cut off, cut off your hands for stealing. I mean, right. let alone vandalizing multiple greens right in front of everyone. And they're killing. They, they probably killed a couple reporters too while they were over there. You know what? They probably just cut off his caddy's hands. Call it a day. Different caddy. I'll just get another one next week. Yeah, Sergio definitely would throw his caddy under the bus. But he's, he, he, he's the one. But you do, <laughs> but you do have to give him a little bit. You do have to give the tour, uh, the, the tour, as as much as nobody really gives a shit about the European tour. But you have to give them a lot of credit to like disqualifying him. Like they, hundred oh, percent. They, they they took one of the top players. Look, as much as we don't like him, he's one of the top players in the game. He has a draw. He, he's the villain. Like he's the heel. He he has a draw, and he's pretty good. What top twenty? Usually in the the world, right. So you're talking about that. That takes some audacity and some kahunas to step up to the plate and do the right thing. So good on them. I I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. But but they said that they weren't going to suspend him. I I know the European and PGA Tour are different, but like a couple of guys years ago ended up getting suspended like three months. They they should just they should suspend him or. Make well, him give back his appearance. You know, is, like, you know what? Like, you know what would be a good thing is if he gave back his appearance, appearance fee to a good cause in Saudi Arabia. So that would make everything look good. I agree with that. I agree with that. You know what? Sorry, I was an asshole. I lost my head here. Here's to a good cause. We can make good, and and that, and that saves face. I I don't think it's going to happen, but it, that would be the right thing to do. In, in that scenario, who's choosing the cause? You let Sergio choose. I I guess I don't know. Well, Saudi Arabia can't be choosing the cause, right? I don't want to get into that. <laughs> they can't. I mean, they can't be doing the cause. They can't be doing that. Well, I mean, they. They they have women driving, and let's just say we can put it to driving school. And there it is. <laughs> there it is. Free but, driving school for a year on Sergio. Just don't mess up the greens. <laughs> <laughs> but you're only training them in golf carts. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
But I think, but it doesn't really matter because the European tour, let's say they suspend him for a year, he'll just go pay in the PGA tour. Like, unless the PGA tour decides to do something about it. But I mean, speaking about debacles, so can can we talk about Kyler Murray for a second? Uh This this kid was interviewed multiple times and had no clue what he's talking about. Like, what is this kid doing? First of all, now now it just comes out he's going to the combine. Like he he's seen this through. I I thought it was a money grab at first, but you're going to the combine. What what are you doing? Who's advising this kid? So and so, and also he's Scott Boris is an agent. Baseball. baseball. Right, 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 right. But it's still your baseball agent. You still got asked baseball questions, and he didn't have an answer for any baseball question. So what is his one agent doing? I, I, I understand he doesn't have the football agent. And, yeah, that side of things. But Boris is just neglecting him as well now. Well, let's, let's, let's take one step back, right? So first, off, he was, first off, he was going on um, these interviews. He was being sp- right, right. sponsored by Gatorade, right? Correct. He, okay. he had an appearance fee, went and talked. Right. So – so that alone, you should be kind of holding yourself to like a higher standard that you're getting paid to go on these shows. Not only getting paid to go on these shows, but you're going to get you're getting paid to go on these shows during make an impression, right? During Super Bowl week, correct. So and you go on Dan Patrick, okay? Who I who you know I know we rip a lot of like reporters on this show and and, and the 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 unnamed yeah, but he stuff. takes care of his guests. It, it's Correct. softball right. questions. But you 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 listen to this interview and he tried the hardest to make this kid try and salvage this interview. He was sitting in the chair twirling his fucking hair. And he sit like Dan Patrick is asking him straight question: Are you going to the combine? Are you thinking about football? Are you thinking about baseball? Are you going to spring training? Those are just yes or no questions. And then there was a point, and you were talking about who's advising him. There was a point where Dan Patrick goes, "Dad," because that's who's that's who's representing him. His father is representing his football interests, which we all know how that goes when a father takes the reins of their son's career, a la Lavar Ball. Well, hold on, because we could also revert this to one that was successful recently in Pat Mahomes. His dad w- was able to guide him through everything. He was in the pros. So yeah. that was a successful example, right? But, so but, so that, that but, was something similar for me. Pat Mahomes was a very good baseball player, but obviously chose football instead. Yeah, but that's, that's a little different though, right? How so? Like, like Pat, Pat Mahomes wasn't a top 10 pick in baseball, and – Kyler Murray is well because it was known he top ten pick in the NFL. Yes, but it was also known that he didn't want to play baseball. Correct, that's true. But but that was also because of where his draft position was. I mean, if you, uh, I I, th- I think now we're getting a conundrum. Is, is it that he wasn't that good, or I I think he could have been no, pretty it's good. The, it's it's. Regardless of what anybody says, it all comes down to the money. Like baseball is slotted. Like uh, like when I was. Yeah, in- but baseball's tough. That that's the decision, right? Because football, you get the upfront money. Baseball, you're not guaranteed that money. 
That's true. But you also need to understand, like, he's got Scott Boris as his baseball agent. So when I was when I was in high school, a, a guy by the name of um, yeah, Rick but, Porcello, but, Rick Porcello but was, if, if, that's, if that's your agent, he should be talking you through all interviews. You should be able to do an interview. Not, no? Not for baseball? Not they when don't you do go, that? Not, not – it's a very weird situation because, like, you get you get guys you get guys that have, first of all, not many of these these situations come up, right? Like you brought up Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes knew he was always going to be playing football. Like he entered the draft, he told the MLB teams that he wasn't going. Like all these, all the quarterbacks get drafted into well, the MLB. Well, right. We have a very rare situation, but I can, well, you, ha- you have a high profile cut client right very high profile you're a super agent supposedly and you can't prep this kid on anything well i think that doesn't i i don't think that's coming from him that's the problem i i i don't know but i i'm just astonished that no one but but he's a part of his camp right can can we agree on that like he's a part of his camp and I'm not putting blame on anyone. I'm just saying that how can no one have direction in that camp to get this kid ready? But now I'm, I'm thinking about this now. We, we, we've seen this coming for a while, right? Once he decided to go back and play football. But are they? Ha- but, you've had to have known that some of this might come. You, but do they? Do they you know? wouldn't expect that he would win the Heisman. But you would expect some success. The kid's a superb athlete. But do they know, like, see, this is, now I'm taking a step back. Do they know exactly what they're doing? I mean. Who's they? His camp. Like, you, you just mentioned, like, Scott Boris is a super agent. He's gotten, got, he's gotten guys mega contracts. Yeah, but does like, he even care about Kyler Murray? That's the thing. Well, if you think about it. All let's just put it in perspective. You have to. It, well, makes, it makes you look bad. No, all Scott Boris really cares about is them negotiating with the A's so he can get a bigger contract. So Scott Boris <laughs> get a bigger percentage. Like right, right away. Like this isn't fucking Jerry Maguire where we're writing another hinky manifesto in the middle of the night. Right, because because if he was the first guy to break that, yeah. But you have to be able to coach your guy up on the other side. It, it's a two-part thing. If you want to play the part, you got to ask the part. He's supposed to hire a football agent. He hasn't hired a football agent. His, his but, father doesn't know – he doesn't know anything. Yeah, but that that's also comes back to your baseball agent, right? It, but it has to at some point. If his baseball that, that, agent. That has to come up because if you have this plan – where you want to derive money from the A's and you want to get that fat contract, you want to be the first agent to break that. You have to think about that. So if you're Kyler Murray's agent, what you, his baseball agent, what are you telling him when Dan Patrick asks you, so are you going to spring training? Well, it would be if he really wanted to play football or not, well, right? If, 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 if we're devising it, it, like the answers would come that way. I, I can't say specifically of his answers. But you would at least talk him up to answer it one way or the other, right? One way he would be more passionate. The other way it would just be – or you put on a facade. At least you coach the kid up to do it one way, you know? You, you have to have some thought into it because those conversations are going to happen. And this has been a long time coming. You can't say it hasn't been out of the blue 
Because no, it hasn't. This has been coming for a while. So someone's had to speak to the kid or at least say something to him. And if that's the end goal, to get that fat contract from the A's before anything happens and to break that as your super agent, you should be in front of that kid and be talking him up for how he should answer questions. True, true. But we all know that the only the only way that he's going to be able to play baseball and possibly play football is if he gets drafted by the Raiders. Well, which I would love. Right, like Dion Dion. Because, you know, the last person to play for the Raiders in two, two sports. Everybody knows Bo. Everybody does know Bo. But, like, you know, you have to. But you have to act the part, right? He went, from, he went from Oakland. He went from Oakland to play baseball in Kansas City. Like, that was, that was, that was pre-Dion, right? Dion played baseball when he was playing for the Braves and was playing cornerback for the. But Falcons. that's my thing. You you know where Oakland's minor league team is, right? Right. It's right. in Vegas. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, the marriage is perfect, but I I think they bungled this badly. I, he's, in my opinion, he's not a first round pick anymore. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll see. maybe sal- maybe salvages it if he goes to the combine, gets his shit everybody. in order. Well, yeah, I think the it, thing it, he needs to. I think the thing that he's holding on to is the fact that the what you see on Sundays is starting to look what looks like on Saturdays. Like the offense. yeah, but you know what? I I saw that from Ryan Leaf, and I saw his interviews, and I remember yeah, but- that. But Very Ryan, well. Like I, we we everybody... we've seen, there's been a history of guys who've interviewed poorly. Yeah, and... but there's there's a huge difference. In, like like everybody used to knock like Ryan Leaf and his interviews and how he came off. But Ryan Leaf has a mental disorder. Like Ryan, it's 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 documented that he has he has issues when it comes to certain situations. Like, and are we not? I'm I'm not. Saying anything on Kyler Murray, I'm True. not trying to impose anything, but I'm saying after those answers, that that's what just gets me wondering. Yeah, so that's, that's it, it, it concerns me because a, a normal, not normal, I, I shouldn't say it like that because nobody can ever be expected to go up against that high pressure situation, especially but, at 19, 20 years old. Right, right, absolutely. That that's a huge thing to do. Look. But like you said, it's basic answers. Come on, just just come up with something. Just give us something. That's right. all anybody really wants. And it, it's just concerning that he couldn't come up with anything. That that's right. all I'm saying. Right. And that his whole camp hasn't done anything. So that that's the only thing I'm getting on is that for me that's it's kind of a red flag. I don't know what it is. Maybe he could turn around. Hopefully he does. It's very exciting. I would love to see a dual sport athlete. I would more than love to see him succeed in both. But it's just very concerning at this point. And I don't even know if he's going to succeed in one right now. But, you know, I think you make a great point. Like, everyone would love to see uh, a two-sport athlete like that. But it's a lot easier for quarterbacks now in the NFL. Like, you you can't hit them anymore. Um, yeah, but you still got to know the playbook. You're yeah, still working it, it, with receivers in the offseason. Most of these true. guys are with them all summer. That's so, true. And, and you see the guys who come in late, outlaw Carson, 
Right. Like, and their timing's off. And it, it, it's noticeable because it, it's an offensive league now. Like you said, yeah, it benefits the quarterback, but it's also because they're doing all this work, they're doing all this preparation. Right. And they take advantage of those rules. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. That's a great point. That's a great point. But you know what? I think it'll be great to see how he performs at the combine, how he interviews specifically at the combine, because that's going to be most important. Because right. So we, really... we can't make a judgment now. I'm just concerned. Yeah. No, I agree. And your concerns are valid. I, I just think that it it just was very disconcerting to see somebody who should know that he's going to be in the spotlight, especially after being a Heisman. Right. Trophy. We, we have all this hope for this kid. Yeah. And it, it was a bit disappointing. Yeah. Say the least. Yeah. Like I, I know it's tough. It's a tough situation, but come on. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. But uh, you know, it remains to be seen. I mean, the Super Bowl is over now. Everyone's looking forward to the NFL draft and and what's going to happen with free agency. And right. I, I, at least I don't have to hear what a genius Sean McVay is for next year. So I'm at least happy on that front. Yeah, no, that's good. That, that, that is good. And especially everybody like the Cardinals trying to find the next Sean McVay. <laughs> but, um, but I guess that, that kind of leaves us to where we're going to be moving forward, you know, in the future. I mean, you know, for all the listeners right now, um, we set up an email. Um, so, um, Ryan, the email address to send questions and comments and everything into to ask at the end of the show is the no holding back pod at gmail.com. Right. So, so once again, the no holding back pod at gmail.com. So send any of your questions, comments from any of the podcast episodes that you listen to, whether it's the first, second, or third, we will answer any of them up to this point. Um, we if will, we like you. Yeah. And make the questions entertaining. You know, make, make, you know, you can attack me and my jets. You can please attack Philly. Like it's just <laughs> easy. Like we're if you attack Sam Hinky, I'm ignoring you. Up. I mean, it, you know, I think that's the goal, right? To ask us questions to get really heated. But we plan to answer. We we plan to have a question and answer segment, right, Ryan? At the end of every episode. absolutely, or we'll go into it. We might make topics, or make may make a special podcast. Who knows? We'll we'll see what comes. We'll see how much feedback we get, and we'll go from there. Right. Like the so, the more you interact, the more work interact with your feedback exactly exactly so um this was uh the no holding back podcast covering trade deadline um golf we, we won't kyler murray you guys Ooh, look at this guy he's throwing some salt on kyler murray p-a-m-e man jesus I'm, I'm cooling the heat jesus i guess we'll see what happens in the next couple of months man but all we care about moving forward March 14th, league, NFL league, uh, NFL league 2019 season begins. July 1st, 2019 NBA season begins. Those are going to be the, the big highlights coming up. And we didn't even want to talk about the nonsense between Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. You know, Can't go there yet. 
yeah, we uh, we decided that we will be not talking. We will not be talking about any of those players until they sign. So um, I, I apologize if you decided to come on and thinking that we were going to give you an update about nothing. But, um, you know, we will uh, be setting up other social media accounts where you could tweet at us and, uh, and, and DM us. And, um, you know, right now, Ryan's got the mailing list, which we said again. And, Ryan, you want to hit him again with that mailing list? The no holding back pod at gmail.com. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Um, This is John and Ryan with No Holding Back. And as always, we hold nothing back. And in those questions and questions and comments that you send to us, we hope you do. We hope you do not hold anything back for us. Yeah, if you do, we'll fucking absolutely ridicule you. Yeah. And we'll call you out for some like stupid ass comments, too. Don't even think like if you're not you shouldn't hold anything back. We're definitely not going to hold anything back. So make it enticing for us. We don't want to be bored. But anyway, from Ryan and I, good night, sleep tight, this is no holding back.